And welcome back to the Nasty Natty Show here on the Queen City Sports Podcast. It's your host, Cameron Lee, sitting here with my co-host, Jesse Salazar. As always, on Monday, a day after the Bengals game in Cincinnati, we all know what happened on 11-22-2020. Joe Burrow goes down with a torn ACL and MCL and structural knee damage out for the rest of the season. Look to get him back in 2021. Devastating blow for the Bengals. I have no words for what happened yesterday. I, I was devastated. I, I almost cried pretty close to it. But I, it was just that was that was tough to see. It was tough to see. Absolutely. You all year, it's all everyone talked about. Can Joe Burrow stay protected with this offensive line that we have? Everybody always wants to point the finger when disaster happens. I'm not going to do that. I don't think you can point to one single thing that caused Joe Burrow to to get injured and pretty much cut his 2020. Awesome rookie season he was having short. But I will say this, and I'll leave it at this. You're, pay, you're playing Washington, the number one pass defense in the league. They have five great defensive linemen. They have probably the deepest defensive line in the National Football League, at least in the NFC, I would say. And you have Burrow dropping back 30 times in the first half. Um, I don't think that's a recipe to not have him injured. I mean, our offensive line has been playing a lot better, um, but you just can't do that. You just can't have Joe Burrow dropping that many times, weekend, dropping back that many times week in and week out um, because look what happens. And it's unfortunate. I was hurt like you, Cam. I – I was stunned. I was shocked. I will say this, that when I first saw it, I thought his leg snapped in half. So having a torn ACL and MCL, I know they said a little bit of structure damage, but everything I've seen from all the media says he'll be back by, you know, ready to rehab for next year. So, so that's, that's good news. At least we don't know too much. So, you know, nothing set in stone, but could have been a lot worse. I'm trying to look at the glass half full right now. Could have been a lot worse. um, And it wasn't. I will say this, Cincinnati just has a, a, a curse. I've kind of touched on it earlier on Twitter, and it's just so sad and unfortunate how many things as Cincinnati fans we've been through. Let me let me run this down to you real quick, Cam. Go let me go to our first-round picks since mm-hmm. 2015, okay? Let me run it down for you, Cam. Cedric O'Boyhe missed 11 games, rookie year 2015, our first-round pick. Everyone knows him as a bust. 2016, William Jackson missed the entire season. 2017, we took John Ross, missed 13 games. 2018, we took Billy Price, missed six games. 2019, we take Jonah Williams, he misses the entire season. In 2020, we take Burrow and ends up getting hurt and missing, you know, almost half the year. Um, it's just at a certain point, you know, you, you this is why I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming the coaching staff because this has just been terrible luck, Cam. I mean, what do you think about that after hearing that? What what goes through your head after hearing that? Like, so uh, it's funny that you said that because years ago, years ago, um, when Andy was the quarterback, I want to say maybe two or three years ago, I was telling someone, I think we have the worst training staff in the in the league because why do we constantly have guys hurt all the time? All the time, guys are in and out of the training room hurt. I mean, we've seen it this year. Geno Atkins has been in and off, in and out of injuries. I mean, guys have been hurt. Trey Waynes hasn't played all year. DJ Reader went out for the year with it, with an injury. I mean, everyone that we signed basically from this offseason has has some type of injury, is either out or yep. not playing right now. Um, yep. 
So, you know, as a team that has historically never made any moves in the offseason to go get guys, you know, you do that your first time this offseason when you get a pretty big pick, you get the first pick in the draft, who you think is really going to change your franchise. You go out and get all these guys and they get injured. So, you know, the one important, the one thing I'm really looking forward to see is if, you know, are they going to continue to be aggressive? They've been aggressive all year as far as, you know, hitting the free agent market, guys getting waived or cut, putting in claims for them. You know, they've been really, really aggressive. W what happens now? Burrow tears up his knee. What happens now? I'm, I mean, the season's basically lost, if, if we're being completely honest. We're, we're now in, yep. projected to be the third pick right now behind the Jets and the Jaguars. So this, after seeing what Ryan Finley did, gave us yesterday, I know, and I understand Burrow got hurt, there wasn't really any chance, I thought, that of us come, get really getting back or taking control of that game once Finley went in. But now that Finley's your guy for the rest of the year, what am I going to get from him? We, 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 pro, we, we saw last year that he wasn't the answer. You decided to bring him back to be the backup. Now Burrow's out. What, what happens? And another thing is, you know, I talked to someone about this today too. Marvin Lewis in his second year was 8-8. Eight and eight. First year was 8-8. Eight and eight. 16 and 16 after two years, you got something to build on with that. You, you got some confidence. You know that you're going in the right direction. Zach Taylor's four and 21. And like you said, I know you, you don't want to blame the coaching staff, but I'm going to talk about the coaching staff because definitely I saw Zach Taylor try to get that team motivated right after Burrow goes down. And I know that's, that's hard to do, but I just don't think that he he's reaching these guys. I understand what he says and he says the right things and his players even say the right things, but Four and 21 and one, something's not working. It didn't work for Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson was one 29 and one with the Browns. He got the boot four and 20. I don't understand how you can look at this fan base in the face next year and honestly say we're behind this guy. And we think that he can get the job done because he's clearly proven through these first two seasons that he cannot do that. Absolutely. And honestly, on uh, to touch on a few of those things you just talked about, Cam, I don't know if Ryan Finley will start. The, uh, Brandon Allen has a history with, with Zach Taylor. They promoted him from the practice squad. I could definitely see us running that route. So it'll be interesting to see. Okay. But as far as the coaching staff, you're absolutely right, Cam. I try to give Zach Taylor, you know, the benefit of the doubt. He had a huge win against Tennessee and you're like, okay, maybe this puts us over the loop. And then we come look like duds against Pittsburgh when you have a negative trend that becomes that bad where you're four and 24 and 21, it's a trend. You, It's not a mistake. It's not a hiccup. It's not a, it's not a, Oh, it happens. No, it's a trend. And Zach Taylor has been in a bunch of close games, but look, what trend went on with Marvin Lewis? He got us to the playoffs, but couldn't get over the hump. And that defined his career. Look at Zach Taylor. Oh, we're in all these games. We're in one score games. Okay. But he can't get over the hump. And it's been clear time and time again. And I really think that the Brown family, the Blackburns, they need to look themselves in the mirror and figure out, is Zach Taylor going to get the most out of Joe Burrow in this team? And if the answer to that is no, if you even have to hesitate, if you can't say yes, if you, if you ask, hey, is Flores going to get the most out of the Dolphins? Every person's going to say yes immediately. Want to know why? Because he's proven it. He doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. So when you have to think about the coach for next year, 
if it even crosses your mind that maybe Zach Taylor's not the guy, that's enough for me to tell him, see ya. Thanks for swinging by. Hope you know you learned some life lessons. Go back and be a coordinator and you'll get your shot again. It just didn't work out here in Cincinnati. But we are building for the future. We are trying to win championships. You don't want to go through four head coaches in a guy's first five years. So if you're going to make the move, make a move. Take this whole offseason to find the right guy. Interview everyone and their mom. Even if you find the right guy in the first interview, you love them. Do your due diligence and interview every candidate you can. Find the right guy hire him and let him and Joe be together one and one and one for the, for the remainder of Joe's career. And hopefully we can win some championships. Zach Taylor, uh, he says the right things, but my biggest thing with him is the coaches that he backs up, Jim Turner, Lou Anarumo. You can't attach your success to them because when you do that, Zach, People don't take you seriously. When we have the worst defense that, you know, we've seen in a long time and you're sitting there still backing up Lou, people don't take you seriously. We have the worst offensive line in the league and you say, oh, this things happen about Joe Burrow's knee and you defend them. That's that which is was not, a, which was a terrible response. I mean, terrible. that was, it was awful. It, disheartening, that was just disheartening, awful. man. <sighs> and, and, I, and, I, and I understand having your teams back because – the offensive line has played well. And if you look yep. at the game yesterday, they didn't allow a sack in the first half. That was the first that wasn't the first time he got hit, but he's been taking hits. And you know, I listen to everybody. Dan, I listen to Dan Patrick today. I listen to Pro Football Talk. You know, I listen to Sports Center. I listen to Greenberg on ESPN. And all of them talked about they just saw this coming. You know, they we talked about it for weeks and weeks about the shots that he kept taking, the shots he kept taking. And I think every Bengals fan is right there with them. We saw it. He kept taking hits. He kept taking big hits. I mean, even before he got hurt yesterday, he took a shot from Chase Young trying to score a touchdown. A shot. A a huge shot. I mean, we can't keep letting him take shots like this. We can't. We just can't do that. And I love Burrow because he's a fighter and he's going to take it on the chin and and keep moving, which is why I 100% believe he's going to attack this rehab and he'll be back before the season next year is ready to go. But, man. If, as the Bengals organization, after watching that yesterday, you just got to do everything in your power to make sure that he's ready to go and he has everything that he needs when he steps on that field last year. Because to have the number one pick go out like that with a serious knee injury, structural knee damage is what I'm hearing from Adam Schefter. That's heartbreaking, man. And I'm yeah. not going to be the one to do it. People have been talking about, you know, you got a top three pick next year. What if a quarterback's on the board? I'm not going to talk. We're not going to go there tonight. Cause I think we owe that man a little bit of respect, but I think that, you know, some people in the organization are, 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 that's a serious question. Now. I think that some people really got to look that in the mirror and kind of, you know, figure out after the surgery and everything, if his knees cleared up and everything's good to go, like where we're going, because right now we're going into year two with a quarterback with a torn ACL MCL and structural knee damage. If, if that that's just the bottom line guys i hate to say it but i got to keep it real on this show I mean, I, I, that's one thing i said i was going to do when i started this was i was going to be real with all the Bengals nation and who they nation is you know we got a quarterback now with structural knee damage and a torn acl and mcl going into next year i love i love joe but i think that you know if we're at the top of the draft next year you know we got to look at all options so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the devil's advocate to that. I think Joe's gonna come back fine, and and I think you do too. I know I you're do. I know I you're do. looking at the full room. I know you're yeah. looking around and covering all your bases, doing your due diligence. But I think that honestly, 
tons of players have came back from this. Um, all, I mean, not the same exact injuries, but I mean, like Carson Wentz injury was almost identical to what Burrow had and he came back now he's not playing well. So obviously that's not the best, best comparison, but Deshaun Watson towards ACL, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not a big of a deal nowadays as it once was. Now the structural damage part scares the bejeebies out of me, but the more you read through the lines and I see people saying he's on track for 2021 or nine to 12 months you know, time frame or whatever, that scares me less. Cause if we're talking an Alex Smith type injury, if you remember right after he was hurt, we were hearing right away that he was like having life threatening emergency surgery and that, you know, that who knows if he'd ever walk again, let alone play. We're not hearing any of that kind of stuff about Burrow. Right. So I'm looking at the glass half full. I do think that this puts us in a prime position. I think that Mike Brown needs to pull his head out of his ass and 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 spend more money this offseason i hope that her our free agents being hurt this past offseason doesn't change or deter that but he needs to spend money build around joe burrow and when you do that if you spend money then when the draft comes you know we have options we don't have to take penny sue out which i would love to have him i would love to have him but you know you sign a couple guys and you build that offensive lineup all of a sudden you can get jamar chase because i know everyone likes to say oh we need linemen we need linemen yes yes we do but we have holes and a lot of major places we the can't defense. rush the passer we you can't rush, the, rush passer. the passer right now we're not deep at corner our offensive line needs deep. help but you know what else we really need cam Someone to stretch the damn field. If, the, the game nowadays is about offense and passing the ball around. This is a passing league. And if you're going to be in a passing league, you have to be able to stretch the field. Everyone wants to know why Burrow wasn't hitting deep, hitting deep passes. Tyler Boyd's not a deep threat, guys. Uh, T. Higgins, is, is he's not going to be running 70-yard streaks wide open because he's fast. He's, he's going to get deep passes, but that's not his strong suit. He's a possession guy. A.J. Green's not the same A.J. Green who can get deep. And John Ross hasn't, has, is an afterthought. We need someone to stretch the field because when Joe Burrow is at 90% completion or above, you know, grading out amazingly at passes between 11 and 20 yards, guess what? The safeties are going to start coming down. The corners are going to start jamming at the line you're going to start having defenses adjust to that. So you have to have an answer and the answer is stretching the field. And I would love to have Jamar chase. Now that's only if we spend money in free agency to build the lineup and it gives us the flexibility to take a player, best player available. Um, so, so don't think that I'm saying, Oh, draft wide receiver or offensive lineman. Cause if we don't spend money in, in, in the off season, we have to draft Penny Sewell. And that's just my two cents on that. No, for sure. I think you make some great points there. Now, I'm going to go right back to the wide receiver point because you hit some points that I definitely wanted to talk about tonight as far as the wide receivers. I think you hit the nail on the coffin. Tyler Boyd is a inside-the-numbers receiver. He's going to get open inside the numbers. Obviously, he can get open outside the numbers. We saw the amazing catch he made yesterday. But that's pretty much Tyler Boyd's game is inside the numbers um, and, you know, in the middle of the field. I love T. Higgins. But this brings me back to not knowing your personnel. How many times did they send T. Higgins deep for a contested catch yesterday? I want to say maybe three or four times. And I want to say on those three or four occasions, he did not come up with the catch. Got knocked down or the defender made a great catch. That's not T. Higgins' game. You know whose game that is? A.J. fucking Green. And they don't use him correctly. They don't use him correctly, Jesse. I was getting so frustrated on that first drive. He was Burrow's making great passes to Boyd and Higgins. I loved it. He's getting them involved early, get, getting the ball in their hands, and I loved it. But AJ Green was taking away so much coverage with his routes. He was basically a decoy the whole first 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 drive, 
And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's try to get him the ball next time. Cause a couple of those, I thought he was open and they just went the other way, which I understood. He went to T Higgins on a couple of those throws. T Higgins couldn't come down with the catch, but he did make a couple catches on the drive. So I understand getting Higgins and Boyd involved, but man, when AJ starts getting involved, you get AJ involved early and get him involved, man. You see what he can do. He gets the touchdown. He was getting open. Now it started to look like Burrow was really forcing it to him there a little bit towards the end there. But man, when he gets, when you get AJ involved, man, you just see what kind of receiver that he really is. You're paying him top five money. I'm going to continue to say that. I understand he's not the best on the team right now, but you're paying him top five money at that position. Use him. Please use him because if you're not going to bring him back, just use what you can for this year. Let's get him his two more touchdowns so he can become the all-time leading Bengals receiver in touchdowns past Chad. Let's get him those. But if you're going to pay a guy top five money on the, on the franchise cap, let's use him. I understand that Boyd and Higgins are our future, and I love both of them as our cornerstone wide receivers for the future. But, man, if this is going to be A.J. Green's last season, let's, let's, let, let's use him the correct way. And I haven't seen Zach Taylor use him the correct way all year. I understand he didn't have him last year, but all he talked about last year was how much of a weapon he was and how much he couldn't wait to use him once he got on the field. Well, Zach Taylor, you got him on the field, and you don't use him the right way. I'll never understand it. And, I, and if I can see it, I know everyone else can see it. And that's what's the most frustrating part. You got all these guys. I see Carlos Dunlop going to Seattle now, get two sacks, pressuring the QB. Had a huge week last week. Was a big reason why they won the game. But he's the third string guy here. He's muffling in the media. He's having problems with everybody. Why is that? You know, now we really got to start looking at Zach Taylor. We got to start looking at Zach Taylor. Because I don't know if it's the players now. I, I think that it's what we're doing. And I don't know if that message is getting across to those guys. Because they just completely had nothing left after that injury yesterday. They had nothing left. It was hard to watch the rest of that game. I, I actually did continue to watch the rest of the game to see if we could do, if we could muster up something. And it was just bad. No one had any energy left. Everyone was already checked out. They were done. They were done when Burrow went down after that, offensively and defensively. And before I end my rant, why is Alex Harrison still on the team? Why is Alex Harrison? I wish I had a good Why do you to continue that, to throw him back there to return kicks, muffing punts, fumbling the ball, two yards on a return? Why is Alex Erickson on the team still? There's no, no good answer to that. And no offense to Alex Erickson because he's done some great things for the Bengals over the years. But, man, I think we need to move on from that project. I think that project's done. It's ran its course. Thank you for what you've done, but we can get somebody else to get back there and return kicks to at least get I, five yards returned or to be able to do a fair catch the right way. I totally agree. Alex Erickson needs to be moved on from he's lingering around. He's just got to go. <laughs> There's definitely someone better out there that we can have taken his role, but I just, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic and I really think that, when you look at the big picture, if the Bengals spin right in free agency and you can get Burrow another weapon, a Jamar Chase, a Kyle Pitts, somebody like that, I mean, dude, the sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, you're going to have playmakers everywhere, young, talented playmakers, and that's how you win. Burrow was scoring 30 points with a misfit offensive line and no one that can stretch the field. I mean, you uh, you you got to understand what we have 
And I'm just – like I said, I'm going to stay optimistic. I hope Burrow comes back and has a hell of a career, and I think he will, and I hope he will. And if there's anyone that's going to fight and work their fucking tail off to get back, it's Joe Burrow. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm very optimistic on that. But you make a good, good point, and I think that's one of the big – big things with the Bengals going into this next year is is the roster we have to flip over some of these spots on the roster we can't have Alex Erickson returning our punts we can't have certain players at defensive tackle and defensive end and I know injuries are a big big part of that but that speaks to the depth that we don't have and that was one thing that I felt so good about during Marvin Lewis era especially during the Andy Dalton era was that I felt like we had so much depth our D-line under Mike Zimmer do we would just rotate them in and out and we were after the quarterback play in and play out and I took I guess I didn't understand like I took that for granted I I didn't realize how how important or how nice that was to have on the defense as a D-line that could get after the QB and now that we have one that can't you're like, oh my god! Like and that a defensive is a coach that's respected and knows yep. what he's doing. Yep. God, I'm absolutely. Miss god, Not I miss Lou Anarumo, the- who was the defensive backs coach for the New York Giants, who <laughs> were trash. Like what? Wasn't even the D coordinator. Was the defensive backs coach? Like what? <laughs> yeah, there's been some. It's just been some questionable things that have just gotten done. And as a Bengals fan, you know, I want to talk about them now because y'all y'all went out there and got my boy hurt. So now I want to talk about it a little bit because, God, that was one of the most gut-wrenching things sitting there watching him pulling at his knee. Oh, man, it took me right back to 2005. And, man, Bill Cowher pissed me off before the game yesterday. If you guys were watching the CBS the CBS pregame show, he's talking about how in 2005 when they were a wild card, he was all pissed off that TJ Hushmanzada was rubbing his feet with the terrible towel. And he showed a video before the game. And I'm just like, man, y'all went out there and hurt that man. Y'all, y'all don't deserve that. Y'all went out there and won a Super Bowl after hurting the guy on the first play in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it, Jesse, because I'm upset, man. You're right. I'm going to talk about it, man. Because <laughs> it just reminded me of the Palmer injury and then the Dalton thumb injury of 2015. That's that's the only thing I could think about with mm-hmm. those injuries. You know what else it made me think about? It made me think about Kenyon Martin. Made King me Griffey think, Jr. It made me 04. think about Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. It made me think about Xavier and UC losing in Nashville in the first round when one's a one seed and the other's a two seed. I mean, that those injuries don't have anything to do with that, but it's just – the Cincinnati curse, you know, I know you talked about it a little bit on your Facebook today. Yeah. That that sucker might be real, man. And I don't It's I don't definitely talk. real, man. Go through everything from Kenyon Martin to King Griffey Jr. to Carson Palmer to the the Bengals, you know, losing to the Jets twice in a row, including the first game of the playoffs in 09 and getting demolished to, you know, Carson demanding his way out to Andy Dalton's injury, to the Reds getting going out west and have a 2-0 lead to come home and lose three in a row to the Giants, to the Reds getting no hit by Roy Halladay, to the Reds this last just this past year in the playoffs couldn't score a damn run. I mean, Joe Burrow's injury, like I can go on and on and on and on. And at some point, it's bigger than sports. There is some kind of curse. I don't know if it's Bo Jackson. I don't know if it's Pete Rose. I don't know what it is. It had to be after I will the do 90s anything. season. Anything. I will do anything to to <laughs> to get this curse off the city of Cincinnati. What, but whatever you need with, me to do, whatever you need right. me to do, I'll do it. 
But when that uh, moment comes that we win a big playoff game or we advance a series and we get to feel the sweet joy of victory in a big moment, all of those moments we went through. Catch will me be at worth the square. It. Catch me yep. down found square. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Up. I couldn't agree more. And and Straight I'm excited up. about the future. That's what that's the main thing I think, Cam, with the injury that I think hurts Bengals fans so much is the excitement all boiled around Joe Burrow. And when the guy that had all the excitement, you know, revolving around him goes down with a major injury, it puts a damper in your optimism and it's a damn shame. And I'm, I'm just, I could go in. I was so angry. So irate. I mean, I just wanted to just choke somebody out. Like I just, couldn't even believe it and then Zach Taylor's response after the game like I just I was so mad and so angry and I hope to God I pray I pray I will be praying every day until 2021 kickoff that Joe Burrow can come back and be the guy he was and continue his career because that guy is a bad bad man he's a great football player he has a great mind he was having a hell of a game after that disaster against Pittsburgh just like I said he would mm-hmm. he had our 200 yards in the first half a touchdown pass had completed they couldn't like stop us Jesse they could not stop us exactly we, we drove on he them every just, drive even we weren't getting yep. points because we were doing stupid shit like fumbling the ball in the end zone getting down there not not kicking or missing field goals Randy Bullock we were getting down to the to the red zone every time Joe Burrow was getting us down the field every time we weren't capitalizing getting the points that we needed but we were driving on them every drive that we had the ball with Joe Burrow we were going to win that game cam Joe was going to throw for 400 yards yes that, that's a fact that's it a is. fact it is I saw it we all saw it yep yep so so yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and end in that there for this week with the Redskins and Bengals game not much to talk about on the defensive side of the ball when you're Safety Von Bell's leading tackler at halftime. You know, you got some problems on the front lines there about not being able to rush the quarterback. Run game wasn't, couldn't really stop Gibson in the run game at all. And he had never outsnapped JD McKissick throughout the whole entire season until yesterday, which in that NFC East is now up for grabs. They got three teams with three wins, four teams with three wins in that division, just garbage. They got right back in the playoff picture with that win over the Bengals yesterday. The Giants come into town now this week, who are also in playoff contention at NFC East with three wins. So it's a big game for them this weekend. (sighs) Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen. I'll be anxious to see if they throw Brandon Allen out there. I think Brandon Allen, you might have a better shot. I've never seen Brandon Allen play, but I just have seen Ryan Finley play, and I know what I'm getting from that. So hopefully – um, we see a better performance out there this week from our Bengals on both sides of the football, but we'll wait and see for that. If if Ryan if uh, Ryan Finley plays, just go ahead and uh, mail Penny Sue out his uh, Bengals jersey because we will be picking third overall. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree with that one hundred percent. No Reds news tonight, guys. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll skip that. Um, one thing we will talk about before we uh, get into a couple of other details before we end the show tonight on um, on this date from the Bengals. Won't stay too long on this. Um, November 3rd, 23rd, 1997, backup Boomer Esiason. Yeah, after getting traded to the Jets, comes back as a backup quarterback, actually gets in for the last game, five games of the season. On this day, he actually was playing against the Jaguars and led a 28-10 to 10 comeback at halftime for the Bengals to get a victory in that game. Boomer Esiason, Bengals legend, um, one of the greatest quarterbacks in history for the Bengals, took us to a Super Bowl. Um, so love hearing Boomer. Boomer always shows us love on CBS. Um, I know he was really heartbroken about that Joe Burrow injury yesterday, but just like him and just like you, I do believe 110% that he's going to come back 
and be just fine. So um, looking forward to that. And um, any news on that? Anything you got to say on that, Jesse? No, I'm excited to, to see Joe come back. If all the Bengals fans out there, keep your head up. You can't, you can't dwell on the past. It's a glass half full. Let's stay positive. Let's support what we have. Let's see how the year plays out. Um, you know, we, I know it hurts people to hear. We weren't going to win a Super Bowl this year anyways. So if Joe Burrow comes back and he's Joe Burrow next year, we're four games in and he's dealing like he was this year, playing even better, this will all be something of the past. We can move forward and it, it'll feel good for all of us. But until then, keep your heads up. Keep supporting the Bengals. We're going to keep bringing you guys content. We're going to keep having the inside info, making sure you guys are up to speed on everything. Any injury news we hear, any any news within the organization, whether Zach Taylor's seat's getting hot or anything like that, we'll bring to you guys. So just stay on the lookout for that. I know the optimism's at an all-time low right now, but I promise you that as long as Joe comes back healthy, and I know that's a big if, but I, I really believe if I was a betting man, I'd put all my money that he will. Um, the Bengals still have a bright future. Um, and I'm excited to see what the what the 2020s bring us this next decade um, as far as Bengals football. So I agree 110 percent. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at the QCSP 2020. Make sure you always follow our YouTube page at Queen City Sports Podcast, our Instagram page at Queen City Sports Podcast. And also give us a follow on LinkedIn as well. Uh, just set that page up as well. And uh, we will be doing some content off of there as well. So follow us on LinkedIn as well at the Queen City Sports podcasts signing out here on november 23rd um this is cameron lee and jesse salazar before we get done though i do want to talk about our giveaway actually we got some pretty good stuff coming up here soon jesse i wanted you to go ahead and tell them about some of the stuff that you guys are giving away over there yeah so we're gonna have two tickets to the monday night football game against the steelers you're gonna get two beanies um you know buy new era brand new Bengals beanies keep your heads warm um, obviously, you know, with Joe Burrow not being there, that was the main attraction, but this is still a huge game. Um, you, you know, anytime you can beat Pittsburgh, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. So I would definitely recommend getting out there. It's prime time Monday night, um, you know, December football in the AFC North. Don't miss it. We will be posting details on how you can win those tickets and that beanie. It's just a few simple steps to get, Again, I'll say it, free Bengals Steelers tickets and two free Cincinnati Bengals New Era beanies. So stay yeah. tuned for that, guys. Great seats and great hats. So make sure you guys are on the lookout for that. We'll be posting stuff for that this week, and that contest will officially go live next Monday. So make sure you guys are checking out all of our social media pages for that. Um, it's going to be going to be a good time. I know that guys want to go out there and see Burrow play the Steelers on Monday Night Football, but it's still a great chance to go out down to Paul Brown Stadium on a Monday Night Football, see some of the uh, guys out there, the commentators, um, see see the Steelers um, undefeated probably at that time playing against the Bengals on Monday Night Football. So that'd be a good time. And like I said, you get two Bengals beanies with that as well. So make sure you guys are on the lookout for that over our social media page this next week. But for Jesse Salazar and Cameron Lee, I'm signing out here on the Nasty Natty Show here on the Queen City Sports Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. We'll be back actually on Thursday. Um, actually, we'll be back next Monday. I'm sorry. Everyone enjoy this Thursday and have a great Thanksgiving. But we'll be back next Monday after the Bengals play the Giants right here with your recap. And we'll be bringing you more content as well. So thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Once again, this is Cameron Lee. And your co-host, Jesse Salazar. Have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, keep your head up and have a good rest of your week, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, Bengals Nation. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you.